Postmodern Art Podcast, a podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Raglan, and get ready to bank in on today's guest. Today's guest is Cash Cash, an artist and character designer, a YouTuber dedicated to animation, and the host of The Cash Cast, an animation and nerd culture podcast with amazing guests. Where does that sound familiar? Cash had been a major supporter of this podcast for a while, and knowing how much they love and admire art, I wanted to bring them on to have them express that love even more. And I think the conversation that resulted is a great one that I know you guys are going to enjoy. If you enjoyed Cash Cash, make sure you support them with the links down below, especially the YouTube. They have some really interesting videos and really dedicated work. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Five stars, please. Trust me, I've been able to see that on Spotify. You can give podcasts five stars now. Please do so. Pretty please. I would greatly appreciate it. Like, Spotify is the main one I use to listen. I will see those reviews. If you want to go one step further with that support, maybe you should drop by the Postmodern Art Podcast merch store where you can see some incredible designs done by some outstanding artists, including the latest retro style done by former guest Roya Shahidi. If you want to go even further with that support, why not consider being a part of the Apocalypse Podcast Network Discord server, where you can talk more about this podcast and other outstanding ones in the network. In fact, let's hear about another sensational podcast in the Apocalypse Podcast Network. Hey there, Robo-fans and Dino-fans. Do you like science fiction? Do you like movies about robots and dinosaurs? Do you like podcasts that explore sci-fi philosophy through a fun and positive lens? Then you are going to love Robots vs. Dinosaurs. Every week, your host, Louis G, invites a guest onto the show to talk about one of their favorite sci-fi movies. It's a Robocast. It's a Dinocast. It's a battle for ultimate awesomeness in science fiction pop culture. Subscribe to Robots vs. Dinosaurs on Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes every Friday. Follow us on Instagram at RobosVDinos or Twitter at VsRobots. That is at VsRobots. And now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. There you go. Hey, hey, what's up? How is it going? I'm doing pretty all right myself. How are you? I'm doing well. Just finished up last little bit of setup. It's it's been a week. I can say that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can I can relate for sure. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say I I know you're based around Brooklyn or whatnot, but I'm based around yeah. I'm based around Athens, Georgia. If you know anything about that city in particular. Um, our college, the University of Georgia, just won the college football national championship, and everyone celebrated. Oh, oh man, yeah, I, I can imagine. Yeah, I say everyone but celebrated, honestly, and, and everyone got COVID. Oh no! <laughs> it's like so many positive cases with like the past week alone. I'm vaccinated, everything, so I'm in better stance than a lot of people around here. But my point still, yeah, stands. yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, no, no. Um, it's funny you mention that because, like, personally, um, like, despite like being in New York since like about like 2004, I was actually born in Atlanta, so I'm really? I'm familiar with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's sick. That's awesome to hear. 
Yeah. <laughs> True of the best of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Is that right? <laughs> what yeah. Did, what brought you guys to, to Brooklyn, if I may ask? Was it like just parents work or whatnot? Or? Um, how do I put it? Well, long story short, um, my my brother has special needs, and we realized that, um, no, it was better for him to like find services like up here. Normally, like we just like visit my grandma, you know, like maybe like once every summer, but then one summer turned into a decade and a half, and I've just been here ever since. I was gonna say for better or for worse, am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, but uh, I mean, I understand that and I respect that as well. I was gonna say it's it's, yeah. it's funny that you mentioned your brother what because I was thinking like so as part of the research that I did, I went back and listened to a couple episodes of your podcast, which I absolutely love. Thank you so much. Thank you. I am jealous. Thank you. I am jealous of some of the guests you get to bring on, especially Jeff. <laughs> that was like peak. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was so surprised too. <laughs> oh my god. But I was thinking at some point down the road, obviously with how busy you may be, I know how you know close or far they may be. But a guest I would love to see you interview, just have your take on it, is a guy by the name of Joshua Leonard. Does that name ring a bell to you? Um, no, actually. Uh, so in the corner right here, um, if you have ever been on Facebook, there's always a time to where I always see this like Facebook story about a person developing a cartoon about kids with superpowers, but their superpowers are based on disabilities. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. So I, I'm, I'm definitely interested in that. <laughs> it's one of those. I he was actually on my podcast. Uh, I had him like episode six or something like that. It's like really early on or whatnot. And I know yeah. a bit has happened, but I mean, he's been like a character designer with like Netflix and such. Uh, all sorts oh, of shows and stuff. So it's like I figured if you want to just like send him a quick email, I figured like it'd be right up your alley more than anything else. Oh, thank you. I'm gonna make a note of that. <laughs> Dude, like, if you have any, like, if you've seen my catalog of guests, if there are any guests you're like, yo, you think you can, like, get them on my pocket? Let me know. I can try to lead them your way. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, I was scrolling through, like, your back catalog. Um, ironically, um, one of the first guests you had was Super D, and he's one of my future guests, actually. Yes! Thank you. I was going yeah. to recommend that if that wasn't the case already. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's such a great dude, yeah. He is, he is one of the coolest guys I ever got to meet. And the fact that, like, what's funny with him is, like, when I initially decided I was going to make this podcast, one of the mm -hmm. things I decided to do was, like, I wrote down a giant list of, like, everyone yeah. I just wanted on the podcast. Yeah. Um, it was a giant list. He was legitimately one of the first people to respond saying, yeah, I'm down, let's do this. I'm like, that was, like, more or less... Like he him saying that more or less told me, okay, I got to do the podcast. So I thank him for this podcast. Yes, yes, exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> um, let's see who else. I think you also got um uh I think you got uh, yeah, sorry, I get tongue tied often. Hey, no, trust <laughs> me, I, I do the same thing. I just always respond with words are wonderful, aren't they? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think you got a character designer or just like a crew member from Amphibia on your podcast in the I, past. I did. I got the uh, lead. Oh God, I'm, he's going to kick my tail in if I do not remember <laughs> what exactly his, posi his position is called. But like basically like he adds like color to like what's already there to make sure that everything kind of looks the way it should rather than just placing like the like standard still in a frame or whatnot. Um, right. I'm going to look this up super quick because I do not want to get this wrong. But I know exactly what you're talking about. Andy Gardner-Flexner. That was, Yes. <laughs> he, yes. <laughs> he was an incredible guest to have. Uh, 
my my producer that I have, uh, Tipsy J Hearts, who I've also had on an episode of the podcast, um, she is actually in a server with like a bunch of these animators that are LGBTQ plus or whatnot, mm-hmm. and that's like her connection to him. That's how that interview got to happen. Wow. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm so lucky to have her at times. I genuinely am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. You know, it it really is just like really surreal how just like one link just like goes to another. I think that's like the the main thing that I've learned with like producing my own podcast, right. which literally just like started in this bedroom. <laughs> hey, you know what? Dude, mine started in this bedroom, okay? Like I'm still <laughs> I'm still rocking the same bedroom I've been doing it in. <laughs> like nothing's really changed. I don't plan well don't plan on changing too much soon, so yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me get this. Okay. He, I, I'm going to remember this if it kills me. He was a lead character designer. Okay. That's exactly the position. Andy Gardner. Flag. All right. Neato. That's exactly what the position was. But basically like he ch- makes sure that everything looks like the way it should. Like if you took like, Anne from like outside in like the main town compared to like in the cave where there was all like the, the glistening crystals and like the backstory and all that stuff like that. Like those yeah. are op- the environment are going to be two completely different ca- like colors and such. So like his job right. is basically go in and add whatever color needed to, to make it look like they were as natural of that, uh, like environment that they're in no matter what. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely keeping that in mind. Cause yeah. I personally definitely want to talk to more character designers. Of course. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Oh my god! Like, I trust me again. You and me, like, seeing what's what was funny is one of the first guests that one of the first episodes I listened to was with uh, Megan Land, I believe, or Megan Lawn, how you pronounce her name? Yeah, um, yeah, Land, Land, Land. Yeah. Okay, but she was a uh, storyboard artist for uh, Jellystone. I just, yeah. I just recently had another storyboard artist from Jellystone, uh, Gia Ligamari, on the podcast oh, as well. Yeah. Yeah, I saw. Oh, my God. <laughs> so not only do we have that connection, that's my only connection to creative block at this moment. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's definitely like my, my industry end goal. It just seems I can meme myself on that podcast. <laughs> There you go. There you go. I mean, not just like, like, I would love to just, I would like the other way around. I want them to come on my podcast. Like, I just love talking to all these people and whatnot. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> really is enjoyable. Absolutely. Oh, man. Plus, plus more than anything else, I'll I'll definitely talk about this a little bit more because I do have my questions and such whenever we really get to the real nitty gritty and all that stuff. But I do yeah, want to share. Sure. I do want to say, like, the fact that, like, you, me, and they, like, their podcasts, they're highlighting artists in this industry. That is the number one thing that I will love, encourage, and I will champion no matter what. It doesn't matter if we exactly. have, it doesn't matter if we have all the same guests or whatnot. It doesn't matter if they get the guests that I've always wanted. Trust me, most of the guests they've had, I've dreamed of talking to those people, okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you see that they recently announced that they're getting uh, Owen Dennis on the podcast? The person behind the yeah, yeah, that was neat. Oh, my God. <laughs> I looked at that, and I'm like, oh, my God. I would have just loved it. <laughs> Uh, like, but, but I, I guess that one, it kind of helps that they're in the industry and they've worked with a lot of these people or at least have very close connections and such, but nevertheless, like, of hey, course. but nevertheless, Hey, they're championing artists. That's all that I care about at the end of the day. Right, right, right. And personally, just like something that I don't know, like I, I've thought this in the back of my head. I might have like tweeted it out, but while I'm like very happy 
um, with like the the way the podcast has gone. Um, and obviously, I want to continue. Right. Um, I guess like sometimes I do get like the, the voice in the back of my head just kind of like nagging me because like I don't want it to appear like I'm just like cloud hungry or just like going after specifically like industry people. Um, it's really not like that. Sometimes the thing just like falls like flat in my lap and I got to like do it like that week, you yeah, know, like Jeff, but <laughs> yeah, literally, literally, oh my God. But yeah, for this year, um, obviously it's going to be a challenge because like on top of making videos, this show is entirely self-made. Um, but I do want to uplift like some of my friends and some like other smaller artists, which is something that I think that you do pretty well. So I commend you for that. I was going to say, like, this is something I'll definitely talk about a little bit more. But, like, the, I think the difference uh -huh. when it comes to us or when I was like, for me, I do like the podcast once a week, but that's the only episode that I upload once a week. You, yes, you yeah. have a podcast, but you also have a good wealth of other kinds of videos that take a lot more time, effort, dedication, a lot more coordination with a lot of people to really create right. a full complete product that is absolutely outstanding at the end of the day like seriously like the videos you've been pushing out like no matter how far or few between they are like they are some high quality stuff if i do say so myself thank you very much honestly and you know i'm i'm definitely hoping that this year i can get like more synergy and, and like on one aspect just like trying to get like more viewers out of my videos to watch my podcast but with recent episodes that I've recorded this month, you know, with both with uh, Marika Lands and, no, no, uh, sorry, uh, uh, America, yeah. bear with me, bear with me. <laughs> All of this just blends together at the end of the day. I, I totally uh, get that. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, with uh, Marika Cohen and Kay Downs, um, we're both crew members uh, from Magical Friendship Squad. They watched me and my whole friends, like, three-part retrospective on that. They were really impressed with the video, and that's how I got to know them. And it means a lot to me personally, because, like, both of those artists are from New York. And right. normally, like, the people I do talk to are, like, more L.A.-based and, you know, like... I feel like the the main thing that I want to hammer in because like I didn't really hear it when I was trying to like formulate from being just a fanboy to like someone who actually wants to be in the industry is that like you don't necessarily have to go on the more stereotypical um straight shot to LA in order to be in the industry, especially now. There's like way more, way more methods, way more paths. And you know, I wanna communicate that to other people who might have been in my spot when I was younger. Right, right. I mean more than anything else, like especially these days, you know, with how the, the past couple years have gone more than anything else, just seeing yeah. how the the technology and the pipeline has kind of advanced or whatnot like the opportunities to like work the, the, like the the pipeline of going straight to la shouldn't be like the end-all be-all for a lot of these like you're talking about like the people right like they're based in new york and new york is a good hotspot for a lot of animation and film in general but like especially yeah animation being growing or whatnot there needs to be that especially in today's weird times of lord knows what's gonna happen tomorrow am i right yeah <laughs> So, yeah, no, I totally get that. And honestly, like, I can imagine for you, we'll definitely talk about this as well. But I can, oh, only, yeah, yeah. I can only imagine for you. And by the way, I will say, I have been recording this little intro bit. I do want to include this as part of it, if you're cool with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I can imagine for you especially, like, getting to know that there are these people, like, basically, for all you know, down the street from where you are right now, work on stuff. That's it's actually... <laughs> That's so funny you mention that because apparently, um, Rika actually is like within like 
pretty much like uh, like a buff for me, and I'm go. really trying to coordinate that. I was like, oh shit, when go, I first found that. Like, oh man, sorry to cut you off, but no, like no. when I first found that, I was like, no way, <laughs> dude. Freaking, what was it? So a while back, I had. I don't know if you've been paying attention to some of the indie animation stuff. But have you heard of a show that is being like in super early development called Sheepish? Uh, no, actually, I haven't. It is a wonderful, uh, like little like coming of age adult cartoon that has a lot of LGBTQ plus representation in it. But mm-hmm. while I was talking with like one of the members, and they're you know, I noticed from like a post whenever I was doing my research, like oh, they're based around like Georgia, whatnot. I'm in Georgia, obviously, like Athens, like I said before. Yeah. So I told the person like, hey, you based in Georgia? She's like, oh yeah, I'm from like around Atlanta. I'm like, oh that's cool. I'm actually based around Athens, thinking that they know the difference or whatnot. And they're like, yeah. I'm actually based in Athens. I just tell everyone Atlanta because it's easier to tell people that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always awesome to. But back to what I was originally gonna say, it's like knowing that these yeah. people are like basically literally down the street from you. It's it must be encouraging for you as an artist knowing that hey, if they made it, who knows how long it could take before I make it. Exactly. Exactly. You know, like before, um, well, not even before, uh, like Ian Jake, he was like still like a huge inspiration for me. But, Absolutely. you know, like he like he went to, you know, SVA, you know, like with his whole like knock for a stint, you know, and which I watched when I was a kid, you know, like funnily enough, you know, like he was like heavily like in that like Brooklyn, like NYC culture, you know, I, and I personally can like still see that in his work. So, you know, that was like hugely influential to like me growing up. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, there was this one, like, I remember, uh, and I, I hate that it's not online anymore, but I remember like his student film, like Unfair, right. I saw at a very young age and, you know, it, it really like, inspired me. Uh, but again, it sucks that it's just like not online anymore, you right, know? Right, right. It's, it's funny you mentioned actually like earlier today to help with like further my research, I watched your video of Ian and the Anonymous Nobody. Oh my yes, God. thank you. That, like, the way you, like, constructed that or whatnot, the way you, like, weave that little story together, talking about, like, the show and how much Ian meant to you seeing from, like, the early start and, like, the influence that was on him and the influence that you had with, like, uh, Pan Pizza and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's it's amazing, like, the editing and the, like, storytelling you had in something that, at the end of the day, was, like, really emotional for you. Like, I really loved that video. Thank you. Thank you very much. Like, I've honestly wanted to do... Uh, similar stuff to that, like this year, but you know, this stuff takes time, obviously. We all know that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, another day, another nickel. Amen to that. At this, well, well, luckily with the price inflation, I believe that makes that now a dime, hopefully, but you know, we can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus. All right. All right, Cash, before we really get too far further than we've already gone. Um, <laughs> I'm going to ask the icebreaker question of the podcast. Let's say you are stranded on, or you get the opportunity to go to a deserted island on your own accords. It is just you get to go there, step back, breathe, relax, and just enjoy yourself for a little bit. To help, uh-huh. make, to help make sure you relax, you get to bring one piece of media or one piece of art to make sure you don't go completely insane, you know? So if, yeah. if given this opportunity, what would be that one piece? Ooh, damn. You know, I actually haven't... Oh, you know what? Okay. I would... Uh, okay, so assuming that I can just, like, cheat and just set the whole show. Uh, yeah. Clarence. 
definitely okay. Clarence. Clarence. Okay, I respect that. I respect. Is it just one of those like the storytelling of it, or like certain aspects that you want to go back and like analyze or whatnot, or what is it about Clarence in particular that made you want to bring that? I mean, just like the whole atmosphere of it, like. I, I still remember when it first dropped, you know, um, and I feel like in general, it really just did the idea of just like capturing childhood, not like with a rose tinted glasses or anything, but just like, you know, the good and the bad of it. Right. And, you know, like when when it debuted, I was at like a awkward transitional phase of, you know, like high school. So, you know, it really resonated with me. So like the whole atmosphere, you know, like there were episodes that. Um, I just found really funny episodes that found really down to earth. Um, two episodes off the top of my head that really resonate with me, even as an adult, were uh, Mystery Girl and Dreamboat. You know, just the idea of one, just like being able to find that like one person who you really connect with and just like really gets you, especially in you know today's climate. You know, I, I still think it's a timeless message. And just Dreamboat, I feel like is just another. You know, just another story that, you know, can, like, really hammer into you regardless of your age when you just want to prove yourself and just, like, find the one thing that makes you special um, in comparison to, like, everyone else of not really having, like, many expectations for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I I personally still feel like I have to, you know, just so I like, reinvent myself in order to just, like, prove my capabilities. And, you know, high school me and current me really... No, really respect that. And just in general, I really like a lot of the the jokes, the references, you know, and everything. Uh, I really feel like the characters are um, just written realistically. Mm -hmm. And when it wants to be crazy, it can be, but it doesn't like stray too far from the whole thesis of just like wanting to be a kid. And, you know, it it just makes me happy for lack of better words. And I I really respect that. Well, that's good. I'm I'm glad to hear that it gives you that more or less like comfort more than anything like it's a good comfort show for you with all the cartoons yeah out there. though i'm not gonna lie the betting odds were okay ko but i'll take clear <laughs> it could only be one it could only be one right, no that's the go. thing okay go was like very close <laughs> oh man it's, it's in the running but i understand where you come from, from yeah players. but nevertheless that is your answer you're locking that in yeah, Clarence does edge out because I do have a physical DVD of it. I don't have any OKK merch. <laughs> not yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, not yet. <laughs> maybe Ian could give you the hookup at some point. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> with that, I can't think of a better way to start the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Nathan Ragland. Uh, feel free to subscribe or follow whatever streaming platform you prefer. I'm a part of the Apocalypse Podcast Network. Go to ApocalypsePodcastNetwork.com for more about this podcast and other outstanding ones in the network. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> they are an artist and character designer, a YouTuber dedicated to animation, and the host of CashCast, an animation and nerd culture podcast with amazing guests. Where does that sound familiar? Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome my guest to the podcast, Adam Latour, a.k.a. Cash Cash. Hello. Hello. It's great to be here. Oh, my God. It is an honor to have you here more than anything else because I know 
you are one of the people that is constantly giving me support whenever I post something new, and I really do appreciate that. So I wanted to return the favor and have you here to talk about yourself a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but before we really divulge you to what you are doing now, I want to go back just a little bit. I want to know the origin stories of Cash Cash, or at least Adam at the very least. What got you? Yeah. In- what got you interested in art and animation in the first place? Um. So I think it was just like a mixed stuff. I feel like as soon as I was like born, like I always like had like a fascination with art. You know, I was like just glued to like, you know, the typical stuff, Cartoon Network, uh, Nick, Disney Channel a lot. Um, You could probably like guess by the type of person I am. I definitely was a Cartoon Network kid first. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like when I... Because I always like drew a lot, um, but I feel like when I moved up to New York, um, I feel like that's when like the seeds really started planting. Because um, around like 2004, um, that's when I was exposed to, like a whole bunch of uh, different cable channels, including Nicktoons, when they were still like doing like reruns and stuff. Oh yeah, and it was how I found Kablam, who was you know, like Henry June, Mark Merrick. You no, know, one of my biggest creative influences was just like the mouth, like mixed media, the sense of humor. You no, know, just like the 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 zacky, the way the the wacky thing. <laughs> Uh, can, can, we, oh, can we get Webster to get definitions of those words that you just made up? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Right, right there next to quiz book. There you go. <laughs> but nevertheless, I know exactly what you're talking about with Kablam. Just kind of like the the mix of different mediums, whether it be like just the standard 2D animation or like the claymation, the little basically robots like what would be the word like the beta robot chicken style with using action figures yeah, and tell stories yeah, actually now yeah <laughs> but like no like that's honestly like if nothing else that's like a cool foundation and that's probably i can see why that's one of the shows that like instantly drew you in more than anything else yeah exactly you know um and i feel like and i feel like around that time um it just like seamlessly transitioned to like you know like the mid 2000s and like youtube starting to get uh, you know, really big and, you know, just like a lot of like, you know, Sonic fan videos, sprite animations, you know, that new grounds era, you know, with a lot of like, you know, people that, you know, I see now are on the big screen and, you know, that's always like really fun to see. Um, and I want to say like into like the early 2010s because, you know, just like into that, because that was like the era where like, people were starting to grow out of like a lot of stuff that they liked as kids. But I was still like, I still want to like this stuff because like right. we're we're seventh graders. We're not like high school students. We can still watch cartoons. Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like I've never really been a fan of you know just like um forcing yourself to grow up to like satisfy someone's uh, perception of you so i still wanted to hang on to a lot of that stuff and i was always around relatives whether it be my brother or my um little cousin so like like it or not i was always around people who were glued to cartoons anyway so like i was figured like hey why not you know but it was also around that time where I started getting into just like people who were talking about animation. And I feel like um, Rebel Taxi Pan Pizza has had a huge, huge influence on who I am as a person in many different aspects. Uh, 
mean, it, I was to say, if nothing else, like especially the longevity that they have had. I mean, if not just you, like look at how many people that they've kind of had a hand in, if, in becoming aware of some of the cartoons that people love today. Yeah, exactly. You know, like if it weren't for Pan, like I feel like a lot of people in that you no know, cartoon and uh, analysis community wouldn't be here. But especially me, because like even when I was just strictly a fan of Pan, <laughs> but even when I was just strictly a fan, you know, like I feel like the fact that he was like my main source of um, you no know, cartoon analysis, I was definitely a lot less cynical and more interested in just like how stuff worked. And I was encouraged to just like get out of my comfort zone. I wouldn't have given shows like Teen Titans Go a better chance if not for Pan being like the only person at that time who was one say, hey, this show really isn't that bad. Yeah. So it's like I've gotten... Sadly, now I've gotten used to the idea of that, like, you're going to like something and no one else is going to like it, but that doesn't mean that you have to stop liking it. And just like his general aesthetic, I appreciate a lot, you know, I've had to pick up a lot of the same software he uses because I wanted to, um, I just like admire his editing style, um, a lot of our interests overlap and a lot of our music stuff, um, sadly also the sense of humor, but that's a separate conversation. <laughs> Um, and he really is like the template. I, this is like a funny story, honestly, because like, I was just like watching, um, some like really like a decade old, um, review because just cause I like to look back on things right. on when he was doing like a first, uh, impressions on gravity falls. And then I'm, I'm just like watching for the video and like on one hand, you know, him talking about like, you know. Oh man, I'm gonna have to like uh, put all my effort into my por my portfolio in order to show out a Cartoon Network. You know, now that hits different. Yeah. But then, like as I as I look through the video, um, I see you no. Know, he gave a shout out to some guy making a you no know, making thing called Failing Upward, and I'm like, wait a minute, I had that guy on my podcast, <laughs> so I felt like it was just like a big time loop. Like, am I just up too late? Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, of course, shout out to Gary if he's uh if he's listening to this. He's he's a good dude, he's a cool dude too. <laughs> I was gonna say, like it, it's always weird when you have just that kind of realization of like, wait, I remember this person. This was before they were that person. <laughs> yeah. It's like so weird. Like, you know, that like it's like if you're in like some anime or whatever, like you're having your own thing and like someone else just be like that side character to have like their own story this whole time. And they just converge with you. Yeah. It's like, who are you? I've been there the whole time. <laughs> uh, but like, it, it, I mean, it's always, it, it's cool more than anything else. And like, again, like you said, it's interesting how the worlds just kind of collide more than anything else to yeah. what you've kind of like developed today. But Going back to like the origin story just a little bit, would you say that uh -huh. like the the you know Rebel Taxi like would you say like seeing videos like that? When did for you exactly go from like just this general love of like watching these shows and like getting attached to it to a passion and then wanting to make it your own career? Well, honestly, like I've had the idea of like wanting to make cartoons when I grow up, like ever since I was a kid, like pre YouTube. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until like I saw someone like Pan who had like the very similar aspiration to feel like, you know, I could do that, you know. And even if I just wanted to like 
do something like YouTube videos, just like talking about animation passionately. That's still something I want to do later in life. You know, I've had times where I want to do stuff um, like I would say like around like high school, like graduating high school, I've had that like urge, but I didn't really have like the, the space, the resources or whatever. So it was always just like, you know, picking up products and putting them down. Um, but I also felt like um, pre-YouTube Cash was probably like the one person who like genuinely liked animation. Um, one or like maybe three tops in a sea of people who were getting you know, a bit more cynical and a bit more focused on, you know, anime as if like anime can do no wrong, you know, and I'm like, that, that's not really my speed. I feel like anything can be good, you know, like old stuff, new stuff from wherever. And I know I'd have a lot to learn, but I felt like making videos about this stuff in the process, I could learn things about animation. If I could talk to people who made it, you know, like, why not? So, like, when I started doing this stuff now, it was definitely a process, and I had to really figure out the type of person that I wanted to be. But I think especially now, um, I'm really defining that. And, you know, a half joke about if I'm not going to get on the Pizza Party podcast anytime soon, I might as well make my own and with my college friends, really turned into this. And while I still think... I still don't think I'm like anywhere near an industry job, but I'm farther than I've ever been. And I don't want to quit anytime soon. That's, that's always good to hear more than anything else. Like having that, that drive more than anything else to, to keep you going, especially because in fact that, you know, just talking right now, I bet you're thinking back on this stuff. You're thinking, man, I have come a long way. Holy God. Yeah. Uh, I like, I, I know for me personally, like doing this podcast, like I, a part of me has always wanted to be a part like I've always wanted to be a part of that kind of sphere, just like getting to know these like cool people and like getting to know the people that like basically made the stuff that I just love and I cannot get enough of. And so it's yeah. like, I, I think you can agree with me whenever I say this, but like just seeing the people that I have talked to in the past like year alone, like since I've started this, since you know, you started your YouTube, the people that you got to talk to alone, like if you were to talk to pre YouTube cash, like even then, they'd probably be like Man, shut up. There's no way that any of that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really is surreal. Like, especially um, when it comes to the episode I did with, like, Kareen. Um, and I, I, of course, like, I did talk that there. But, you know, like, pre-YouTube Catch was, like, a big fan of Unikitty. And I just remember just, like, being there, you know, seeing that reference. And I was just like, hey, wait a minute. So, you know, I, I was just, like, the type of, like, nerd, admittedly. Just, like, you know, like, track people, like, names down just like hey you you made a great episode you know because like you know especially nowadays on twitter i feel like you know a genuine compliment would just like stick out more but you know it pays to like remember people's names so like you know i was able to like get to that point and you know like now like we're mutuals and i can like you know (laughs) i can just like hit them up if i ever have like a question about anything and i'm really happy for that yeah absolutely is that like the the positivity that you kind of have or whatnot? I will be the first to say it is infectious. It really is that you kind of bring. Yeah, is that, <laughs> is that something that you have? Whenever, especially whenever you decided to make the YouTube channel, is that something you always wanted to have kind of in the forefront of it, or is that just something that you just always carried with you and just made that authentically you more than anything else? Well, honestly, yeah, because um, I think it's more like. 
I definitely was frustrated, like, even pre-YouTube and just, like, someone who avidly watched a lot of, like, YouTube analysis content. Um, even now, I'm just kind of frustrated with the idea that, like, you know, cynical, reductive, full misinformation types of content are just naturally more likely to get engagement, you know, and that just leads to a lot of uh, misinformation as to how stuff works, you know, <laughs> the Cal Arts theory, you know, all that stuff. And I, I definitely want to just like challenge that, but also just wanted to like, you know, be genuine and you know what I like and you know what I want to talk about because you know I'm weird and you know instead of just like beating myself up about that or trying to hide that for the sake of YouTube clout, I've ever just own up to it and you know. And I think that's also interesting because of the fact that like the the biggest YouTube conundrum is just that the idea that like people are scared to talk about a certain subject because you know they think that we're at a spot where like everything's been talked about. And I disagree on that because everyone has a unique experience and unique perspectives that like even if something has been talked to like 10, 20, 100 times before, you can still bring something unique to the table. And that's what I want to do with a lot of my videos, especially for this year and going forward. I was going to say, would some of that unique views include kind of your experience trying to get into the industry right now, whether it be when you were, you were first in college for a different major, but then you switched to actually wanting to go to animation? Yeah, absolutely. And going forward, I actually do want to incorporate not just some of my art, but like my experiences of like trying to be on this grind. Now, as a matter of fact, I'm currently editing a video uh, just trying to um, just, just trying to like make something based on like advice I've been given by some of the people I've talked to. The idea of having a good media diet and just um, experiencing stuff outside of animation to not only you know appreciate anime works on a better level, but to just be a more well-rounded person. And like obviously, you know, like I'm not 100% with that, but I am actually trying to. What I feel like with a lot of people, um, especially like on animation Twitter, and not to say it's like intentional or anything, or it's like people like want to be snobby, but I feel like a lot of people who are passionate about cartoons tend to only watch cartoons. And, you know, to just like open yourself up to new experiences, new sources of media, whatever, because the stuff we like is from a lot of experiences, animated, live action, video games, whatever. So to be able to experience all of that would just... Yeah, it'll make you a more well-rounded person, more open to new experiences, like new art forms, whatever, and just be able to appreciate, you know, the stuff you already like on a new level. Or at the end of the day, you know, you could just always, like, laugh at that one joke you didn't get as a kid. You know, like that, that's still perfectly valid. <laughs> exactly. Who's Who said that, you know, you had to, you know, diss on, you know, Mr. Meaty just because, you know, some of the puppetry or whatnot was weird or whatnot. There were some solid jokes in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh I do want to say, I, I know you probably already got a whole bunch of advice, but one thing I do want to say, advice that I have always followed, at least whenever my own content creation journey or whatnot, that I always stick by, always create the stuff that you want to watch. Like, I don't know about, I, agree. I don't know if you've, ever, like, how, you can correct me on this, I know you probably have already seen hours of it because you edit it all the time, but how often, yeah. do, you, how often do you go back and watch your own videos? Oh, God, like... Honestly, 
not much. Not much. Um, at least not, at least not this year. Um, when like I probably yeah, <laughs> like year like the the previous year, like I did that more just because like I was naturally um a bit more perfectionist, a bit more um like worried about like watch time, getting over right. that threshold or whatnot. But something I've noticed is um like honestly the the stuff that gets big on the channel um aren't always the stuff that i'm most proud of and not to say that like i make um bad stuff but you know i i feel like can, you know can, can, I, um, try to, can i try to word it because i think i know what you're hitting at sure i think yeah, what yeah, you're hitting yeah. at is the stuff that you have dedicated a lot of time and effort to really make a point or whatnot to like it's a message that you really want to get out there does not perform mm -hmm. as well as something that you've put maybe like, you know, a couple hours into because you want to like talk about a certain issue, like badly enough to make the video. And like, yeah, I'm not saying that you half asked it, but at the same time, like compared to the, like, like, uh, what was it? The magical, the magical friends, uh, or sorry, the magical girl friendship squad, like that three part yeah. video, whatnot. I can only imagine just how much time and effort went into it, trying to make sure that the points are talked about, getting all the friends, you know, views or whatnot, getting into that. Like that took yeah. a lot of time and effort, but probably did perform as well as you making the video about how lore is not important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally, and you know, like even that, you know, that's one of my like more well liked videos. But I remember, you know making i remember making videos about um like fist the Borf star by like in johns and that didn't even crack um like above like 1k um my my pete and pete video only got around like 300 you know those stuff i still like but of course i am gonna be bummed uh i am like a little bit like bummed that mgfs's dope like didn't get their respect deserved in terms of numbers of course like the the people that it should have reached it did and i'm so happy for that but like and i was talking about this on my own show but like oh my god because that literally was in development for a year i felt like i was working on that show at a point <laughs> <laughs> but like nevertheless like you said like you put a lot of time and effort into that but i bet you go back and watch that video and you like enjoy just about every single second because it went exactly the way you wanted to and it's something, yeah. that, it's something that you agree with or something that engages you more than anything else. Like when it comes to yeah. content like that, like no matter how quick or how long it takes or whatnot, as long as you can go back, watch it and enjoy it to the point to where you're like, yeah, I want to support this person more. Oh, wait, that person is me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like then you're doing the right thing when it comes to like content. Like me, I listen to my podcast like all the time. Like I have a lot of free time when yeah. it comes to work. Like I will like go back to older episodes and such and just go back and listen to it because i love the conversations that i have with people you know yeah yeah i agree like i i've definitely listened to old episodes um personally like one of the uh, the episodes i did with um wasp ranger a why of uh the uh discuss all monsters so mm. you know if you're watching this hi hi uh, make sure to support that podcast as well um but no nah, that's just podcasts. like <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but nah, just like I just enjoy talking to people, and also to to go back to what we were alluding to earlier of just like you know the, the YouTube algorithm and whatnot. Um, even when I was younger, um, there were definitely things where I was like, you know, I was just like excited when say like Pan did like a video on like say Digimon or whatever, yeah. and it's like you know. As someone who is like a Digimon fan, I was like excited because like it's not every day where someone that you like talks about a specific 
thing that you like and you didn't have to support on Patreon. Because, like, as a broke high school student, I wouldn't be able to do that. So it was like that stuff when, you know, when I watch stuff like that and there's like a couple quirks or whatever that like I wouldn't have done. But still knowing that this stuff takes long, I'm like, I, I obviously can't like, you know, I have to get like a Ford request. So I'm like, why not just like do it myself? Which, exactly. yeah. And looking back, technically, you know, like just requesting the video probably would have been cheaper. But like, I'm glad for the experience that I've gotten. And, you know, just like Pan's stuff, like really does, you know, provide like a good framework as to what I want for my own analysis, um, analyses, mm -hmm. whatever. Words are weird. <laughs> Words are wonderful. <laughs> yes. Yes, they, they truly are. Um, but I've had, oh my God, I, I literally was, um, I had like a Fred of um, wrapping up uh, Comrade Ryuki recently because I was just like really enamored by that show. Mm -hmm. But now it's like I could just like turn that Fred to a show because like no one's gonna turn that Fred into a video because no one's gonna read a 12 tweet Fred, you know. But then I just like look at it and just like I might as well just like make a whole video on there it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I might as well, you know. And you know, that's the thing, because, like, I know I can do better with, like, each successive upload, and I like pushing myself to do new things, but at the same time, I want to get stuff out faster, and, like, I got to realize that some of these ideas can just be, like, five to seven minute, like, short things instead of just being, like, the 20 to 30 minute fully long edited features that I would like them to be, you know? I mean, that that is true, but, I mean, if I may go with your own hero as well when it comes to like pay a pizza you know rebel taxi like it's not like he yeah. doesn't have like the videos that he takes longer on but then on the side he has like a little quick one about like the review of like a season that just dropped like the smiling friends video yeah recently like it's possible if you were doing this full time yes but I right also like a million other things you're also trying to do but say yeah like it's not impossible Right, right, right. I mean, I guess I, I technically, I guess I am doing this full time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because like, oh my god, um, like as I was recording, um, like since I graduated college, I've I haven't exactly been the best at getting a more traditional employment, and it kind of bums me out because like, um, applying for like a PA gig at like Viacom, um, I didn't expect them to get back. Um, I still would have preferred an actual rejection instead of being ghosted, but whatever. But even like, you know, trying to look for employment in my major, it's just as bad, oh, which yeah. shocked me. So it's like, I'm really going to have to like lean into videos and art as like a secondary tertiary pillar, you know, until I'm able to get like a more stable thing. But of course I'm pacing myself because of the fact that, you know, cooped up because of COVID and I want to prioritize my own mental health as well. That that's always should be a priority more than anything else. But I do want to talk about kind of the art path that you've been taking a little bit more like, yeah, you, sure. You, you've said yourself that you've always just kind of had that kind of art love and passion, like throughout your journey so far or whatnot. And Obviously, like, again, you had gone to college for a different major, and then you decided, this is not for me, you're going to fall down this, like, art path or whatnot. Like, what do you think is like was, like, the hardest step for you when going along this journey? Is it, like, right now as you're struggling for a job, or was it actually, like, committing to wanting to be a part of this? 
I think like committing because uh, when I was like in a lot of um, these like Zoom meetings and just like conferences and whatever, like it felt like for the first time that, you know, I was legit and I wasn't just a fanboy because before this, there wasn't really a lot of resources as to how someone could get into this. And, you know, if I did know about it earlier, then, you know, I probably could have used high school time, even as a hobby, you know, like, you know, using that time more productively in order to prove myself as an artist. Mm -hmm. But now I do feel like I am on a good path, better late than never, obviously. Right. But that spark, you know, um, I've had since I was a kid. Um, this is obviously this is not going to be surprising, but I've always had the urge to draw. But starting with fourth grade, you know, like we just had like no traditional art classes like ever again. So like anything that I know now, it's definitely self-taught. You know, I just like kept that spark in me as much as I could because it was like even if I do keep this as a hobby, you know, there's no harm in that. I felt like in order to be like, no, just like to go further in college on the um, intended route, I had to give up like my interests and like even my hobbies just to be seen as legitimate. And I didn't really agree with that, especially when I first got to my college, my second college. Um, when I bumped into people who I knew, they were surprised that I wasn't animation, wasn't graphic design, and even professors that I knew. Um, when they saw that my passions obviously lied elsewhere, they were surprised I was just still in human services. And while I do have a lot of experiences that I am proud of in human services, and I feel like that definitely helped with my empathy in terms of uh, caring for people who do have disabilities, you know, it just wasn't really for me because I knew I was just doing it for my family instead of doing it for me. And that last semester kind of made me want to tear my hair out anyway. So it's like, if I want to do something with my life, I want to do something that I've known I wanted to do since I basically popped out of the womb. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, no, trust me. I totally get where you're coming from. And the fact that, like you said, like it was hard whenever you initially thought the path you were on was the way to go. I can only imagine how hard it was to like make that full on commitment. But I bet since you've gone head first into this art world, you have not had a single regret. No, no, no. <laughs> and I feel like because of the fact that like I am in, you know, I'm not in the industry, but I guess I would say like I'm pretty no, you're basically making my way towards the art community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that I have the podcast and I have like stuff to show for you know i'm telling people like what i'm trying to do i have tangible proof that i am uh getting through this and honestly um I, I should clarify that you shouldn't operate solely based on um the support you get you know always uh you know support yourself be your own biggest fan but support that you do get from people who have made it you know uh people like megan people like kareem people like jeff you know like people like talia you know like all these people have been like very nice, very, very patient, you know, and you no, know, very confident in me that like I'll get it and like very helpful. And I, I appreciate that because like normally people don't have to, but you know, I've, as someone who constantly undermines themselves, I've had to just accept that there is something about me that people like and people want to see make it. Mm -hmm. And that definitely has boosted my mood. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I want to go more into the YouTube now, real quickly. What made you? Decide, yeah, yeah. What made you decide to finally take that step forward and just be like, you know what? I've enjoyed YouTube all this time. I want to be a part of that world as well, and I want to make this YouTube channel. What made you decide to start it? Um, again, just like watching a lot of uh, cartoon community people, especially Pan. Um, it was just like. <laughs> Ah, it, it's funny because like I was watching a lot of these channels with um a lot of my college friends uh in our local anime club. It was literally like um we just get our you no know, get our fast food from the cafeteria, come up you know a couple floors, and then just like watch a new pan video on our lunch break. And you know, in the back of my mind, I was like, you know what, I've done enough editing, you no know, for years. No, I could probably just like get by using my phone as a mic and over a while. I'm like, I've known how this stuff is made for a while. Wouldn't it be funny if I tried to like get there. And honestly, I did. You know, there were a couple snags along the way, but I'm I'm in this spot. And really things can only go up from here. I don't intend on quitting anytime soon. Well, I mean, I would certainly hope not, especially with some of the videos you've put out and some of the connections you've made. I, it's funny that you bring up your phone being the microphone because I think you, oh, told, here we go. Uh, you told an interesting story and I need to hear this story personally. How did you go from the camera micro, the, the phone microphone to the mic you probably currently have right now? Okay. Uh... <laughs> It was kind of a mess. Uh, so my path was um, a it was a Samsung Galaxy Core Prime that used to be my my mic. Oh no! Wait, wait, no! Wait, I misremembered. It was that. Then it was the LG Q7 Plus. Mm -hmm. um, that was my my phone mic. Uh, but then I realized that I need like an actual mic, but I have no idea what to go into. So it was like a little clip on Samson mic, which obviously was not the best at all. Um, really? And then, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> all all the presets in the world can't save a mic like that. No, oh, my God. There's only so much that like microphones can do <laughs> or that you yeah. can do. The microphone. Well, Samsung, we'll, we'll leave that out of the issue. But anyways, so you had the little clip on <laughs> mic. <laughs> Yeah, I had the clip on mic, um, and honestly, like, I guess, like, he is uh, definitely responsible for, like, some of my channel at this point. Um, like, fellow cartoon YouTuber of Revere Life um, was able to send me, like, an old blue snowball that he had used, and go. I was using that for a while, and yeah, that basically was the foundation of my channel for a bit. Um, until I got my current mic, um, which is a Audio Technica um, AT. It might not be the exact number, but it's an AT2020 USB. And I've been told by people who have um, typical like XLR setups, which I currently don't have the space to use, as you can see. Yeah, right. Uh, but they said the auto quality isn't that bad, you know, considering. And I. I am perfectly fine with that, and I'll stick with that for as long as I can. But you missed an interesting step. It's like, that's the mic you currently get. You have. How did yeah. you get that microphone in the first place? Because if I remember correctly, um, wasn't it Jeff that kind of helped get you that microphone? Oh, oh, that, that, that. Oh, oh that story. That story. Okay. That's the story I wanted okay. to hear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, so this, this. Like, I got, I got this myself. Oh, but okay. I remember... 
posting one day on Twitter, like, because the blue snowball was about to die. So I'm like, damn, I'm really going to have to, like, save for for a mic. So I just get a DM. Uh, it's from Jeff. And basically just says, you know, if you want me to buy it for you, I can do it. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I want to say, for context, for people that don't know, we're talking about Jeff Tremell, who at the time was, I believe, the lead writer for Craig of the Creek or one of the head writers for Craig of the Creek, a very popular yes. Cartoon Network show. Yes. <laughs> I am still shocked to see my mutual begin with, but I was just like, <laughs> you know, just like, <laughs> and it was just a mess. And I just had to say, um, thank you very much i really do appreciate that but there's like really no way why i could accept it it was either like my conscience or trying to explain to my folks yeah just like dude all the way in california who works on cartoon who works on cartoons for a living yeah he got me a microphone no questions asked like there's nothing you need to look into or anything like that <laughs> yeah no it's not a scam see it's california not a nigerian prince there's a difference <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, like honestly, you know, it probably would have like went down like that if it did happen because I, I personally had a hell of a time trying to convince my mom to get me a online thing to Lightbox because she was like, so the whole thing is like five bucks because I personally wasn't interested in the merch. Mm-hmm. I was like, that sounds too good to be true. I, I want you to get information. This sounds like a scam. Like I don't get like, prove it to me that this is real. Yeah. And it's like, mom, please. Look at all these sponsors. It's not like I can't blame her, you know. And you know, honestly, like that experience was was pretty good in itself. Um, because I was able to, um, I was like taking notes like I was still in college. I will be completely honest with you. I was desperate to get some of the information. Um, and through that, I was able to, you know, get to know a couple of uh, small artists. I think. Um, I think Jenna Wow um, and her little hello group of Sunflower Club has like been something I've been keeping my eyes on. I'm really excited for any little like independent projects I day make. So you know, shout out to Jen. You know, if you're listening to this, you know, uh, she had made like a little server that was just like dedicated to people, um, just like sharing and trading resources and like lightbox notes, and you know that really helped me. You know, like all the people there are like great as well. So you know, just just again another shout out. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, I just wanted to at least, but like. It's incredible to know that throughout this little process that you've had, like especially the connections you've made, the people that you've gotten to know, especially with some of the videos that you've created or whatnot. I have to ask, especially when it comes to the videos, what exactly uh-huh. is, what is the process for you to go from like a simple thought to like completion of a video? Like, how does it go down whenever you decide I need to make a video on this? Hmm. That's interesting because um, a lot of the more detailed stuff, it's stuff that I've wanted. Uh, to exist in video form since probably when I was in high school, honestly. Uh, so I'm just like going off my bucket list, if I can be honest. <laughs> um, for some of the shorter um, commentary videos, um, like um, like the the little like Pibby thing, um, and some of the other cachettes, you know, they're more like discussion topics that I like talk about passionately. Uh, even with my friends or in my own head while I'm showering. There have definitely been a couple of times where I just like think of a whole script 
I'm just rushing back to my phone or laptop, just like word vomit all that out. <laughs> and most of the time, it's still pretty good as a script. Oh, yeah. So after that, when I get time, I just like record it. I record in audition, uh, just like splice up the audio and whatever. Mm-hmm. And in the process of, uh, in the process of this like new phase that I'm currently in, I've had to pick up a lot of uh, Adobe programs in order to just like give that a little more oomph. You know what I mean? Um, so I've had to experiment with like making backgrounds and After Effects, you know, some assets, you know, learn Premiere in order to edit it a bit faster. Um, and while I'm still more comfortable in Vegas, there are a lot of definite pros with premiere so i can definitely understand people who do use that and who did get their start from it but i personally would not recommend it as something to just go into no i may not with video editors but like i feel like with the stuff on phones like filmora and like no like um davinci resolve that's uh completely for free i think um there's definitely a lot of stuff now i feel like if someone wants to just like get in uh, and you no, know, doesn't want to go all in like I am. <laughs> you know, that's a completely fine route. Um, so I definitely recommend that. Um, and after that, um, just like going into Photoshop and just like, um, sometimes we gotta get into zone. Uh, when it comes to, like making a cool thumbnail, I will completely admit I don't really have a process, uh, so to speak. But everything I do. Um, it's different each time. And something I do want to do um, is trying to draw more assets uh, for my videos. Um, one specific video uh, that I have like for this year, which would just be comparing and contrasting my experience with um, getting better as an artist to getting better uh, with my side hobby of playing competitive Smash Bros. Melee um, has way more way more overlap than people would think and it would just fit if i just like you know like little squiggle vision things or just like drew all the assets instead of making it a cool video so that's gonna be an, an experiment that i'm really looking forward to tackling i definitely gotta see that one whenever it drops more than anything else because that like you explaining it and like me thinking about it a little bit i'm like okay i can see where there are some parallels i can see where that can go and i'm interested to see the connections that you're gonna make to it because that's like i know how much you love the competitive gaming stuff and i know how much you love being so i know yeah 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 so i feel like if there's someone that can explain it perfectly i think you're the you're the guy you're the person (laughs) yeah I mean, I I, yeah. definitely, I definitely gotta keep my eyes peeled whenever that one drops. So. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely like even if even if I have like a script, I will just like probably just like DM to you because it's just one knows like one more of like a passion video project, not just like a video for the sake of it, you know. <laughs> I mean, even then, like, are all the videos we do just filled with so much love and passion? Even the ones that you have to jump out of the shower to type up the script for. <laughs> yeah yeah like the fact that you know i've had like certain ideas for years like even like a power rangers rpm like review that i've had like in the back of my head since high school you know the fact that it's still there you know that that's passion oh yeah or or parasite (laughs) hopefully the former not the latter oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) the creative bug the creative parasite I'm pretty sure there are doctors that would prescribe that if you have any sort of bug in your body, you need to get that taken care of. Um, yeah. 
I I I know that uh for you sorry for you when was like the first video for you like that you were surprised by the reception of more than anything else like whether it be like one you put in a lot of time and effort and it didn't really go that well or one that you put you know a little less time into and it just blew up and you did not know why <laughs> Mhm so looking at my stuff right now, because, you know, like I, I sometimes I forget I even make videos sometimes. <laughs> I, I was going to say the one that like surprised me more than anything. It's like I'm looking through your stuff and like there's a good balance of mm-hmm. stuff with like low to high views or whatnot, you know, couple with a couple yeah. hundred, couple with a couple thousands. And then you have your lore video on why lore is not important for some shows that has 115,000 views. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I did not expect that. I was completely expecting that to just be like a, a couple hundred thing, but apparently it really resonated with people. And I do want to do more videos like that because that was a video that I both enjoyed, wanted to get out there, and was proud of the reception. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. I was going to say, that one, the one you did afterwards, the Pibby, which I do want to say, I completely understand where you're coming from, and I get your points. Mm -hmm. I do want to say, I think Pibby would be better if it was, like, either a limited series or just a full-on, just one movie, get through the entire concept in a single arc, because there's, like, it provides some interesting stuff, but, like, how far can stuff carry you, you know? Exactly. I've seen more people, like, in comment sections and people I've talked to talk about um the limited series route as a potential way for people to go and i agree because like i've been impressed with um like basically all of cartoon network's limited run series you know yeah. like infinity train over the garden wall stuff like that you know even some of the little main series stuff they have for their bigger shows like adventure time clarence i think there's real potential in going with that form of storytelling and yeah i'm all for it yeah for sure yeah I mean, more than anything else, like, I feel like, especially with that little two-minute little teaser that they kind of have, I feel like most of the story yeah. most of the story is just basically there. Like, whatever they want to tell, it's just after that little battle, like, what's causing this? That's the only, like, major question that's left in the air, because we see the entire right. arc of Pibby in that little bit right there. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's, like, an interesting, like, way of storytelling, too, because, like, you basically do know, like, the plot beats... But how things will get to that point, no, that's what I feel like will um, still keep us off guard if it gets into, like, a show, like, limited or otherwise. Because, like, I feel like they could really play into that and just, like, go into events that literally nobody anticipated. So people who obviously still know the trailer will still have a reason to tune in. You know what I think would have been a great way to roll it out, though, in my personal opinion, to really get people hooked? Mm Mm-hmm. April Fool's Day. We all know that they they love to do the amazing like over the top. Yeah. April Fool's Day. Have it run the entire time like everything like it's a normal day like no joke and people are gonna be like wondering like well where's the joke where's the joke five thirty yeah five thirty a.m. around the time where you know it's like the last little bit of Adult Swim and then it's about to go to like the preschool a.m. thing you do like. You know, learning, you do like the learning with Pibby to where like the entire time, like it just looks like it's a kids program with like maybe a thing off or two, like here and there, like, you know, a weird little like bug in like a corner. Like you might think it like be a yeah. production error or something like that. But the very end, yeah. when that whole entire like mess consumes everything or whatnot. And then the series just ends. Oh, oh man. That, that would have been the perfect way to introduce everyone into learning with Pibby. Like that, that would have just like gotten everyone hooked more than they already are right now. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Like that that's the sort of like gorilla like uh marketing stuff that I've always like really been impressed with like adult swim doing for stuff. Like, hey, Toonami's been here for like almost a decade and we literally got here because of a hashtag. And I, I was there. I was there and I'm 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 happy for it, you know? Good. <laughs> I mean you should be. I mean considering again how far it's come along and just how much love that the little block has had. Like it's hard not to like be championing it just every single Saturday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. there's stuff that I've wanted to talk about for Chiami for the channel actually. And I swear it wasn't intended to be, um, another pan pizza parallel as it were. Um, but I, Around, like, last year, I had the idea of, like, a retrospective of the Giant Robot Week um, block that they had at around, like, the early 2000s. Because I know that there's not really a lot of, like, more, more like, nuanced, like, Toonami content. Because I feel like it always, like, goes into, uh, you know, like, it was cool, then Tom 4 happened, then it came back to Adult Swim, and then everything's fine. There's, like, so much, like, in between, like, the music albums, like, the, the little micro-series, IGBX as a whole. They got Mark Hamill and Haley Joel Osment in an anime, and no one talks about it? No way. <laughs> So, yeah, there's just, like, a lot of, like, little, like, nuggets of lore, like, sprinkled through. And that's, like, another pillar that I do want to do. And it's honestly way more, um, it's way more possible than an idea I had pre-YouTube of just going through, um, every show that aired on Toonami in chronological order. And I do not have the sort of free time. <laughs> I, I'm not LS oh, Mark. <laughs> Can I, can I also give you an idea for a video that I would love to see, or if nothing else, I would love to help you make? Sure. So I imagine you grew up around the same time as I did when watching, like, Cartoon Network and stuff. So, like, you like you talk about how you love, like, Claire and stuff like that, but, like, even before then, like, The Adventure Time, Flapjack, Chowder, like, shows like that, I can imagine. Oh, yeah. I was definitely there for that era. One of the biggest shows that has always been my biggest inspiration, I will always champion, and I'm surprised there's not more people that talk about this. Class 3000. I cannot get enough. Ooh. Yes, I cannot get enough of that show, and I would love to have like an opportunity to just talk about that show, considering the fact that on top of that, I feel like I could offer something a little extra by the fact that on this podcast, I've talked to the director of Class 3000. No way! Dead oh, serious. wow! The guy's name is Joe Horn. Um, he directed all of Class of 3000. He directed episodes of The Boondocks. He did an anime, mm -hmm. he did animated segments for Pee-wee's Playhouse. He was a storyboard artist for the original Teenage Mutant Ninja, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the original Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog animated series. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I talked to him and, like, getting to talk about his experience on that show, like, even if I could provide you, like, sound bites from that interview or whatnot to help, like, further that collective i know yeah, i would love that yeah I, I yeah know. yeah i do have a full plate but <laughs> honestly you know like i would be down for that like i definitely have like a passion towards class 3000 i feel like no i feel like now as an adult you know i was able to get more out of my comfort zone in terms of music especially mm -hmm. so i feel like i could really like admire the show in a different light because of that now yeah. and yeah i'd be down i'd be down for sure I know I said that I wanted us to collab, collab, and this was more or less the first step for me to make sure that collab happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am I'm completely fine with that. Hey, I, I we got to stay in touch. We definitely got to make something happen because that is something that – Yeah, again, for I, sure. I just – I love 
talking about that show more than anything else. And like I said, especially getting to talk to him, I can imagine is probably the same for you with some of the guests that you get to talk about on your podcast, CashCast. Um, yeah, I, anchor.fm slash CashCast. Wink, and, wink. <laughs> well, I was going to say, going a little bit more in detail with that, when did you decide, like, obviously, like, you had your YouTube channel, you have all these cool videos. Yeah. When did you decide on top of that, you know what, let me add a podcast to this thing. Was it kind of just in that same vein of the, the Pizza Party podcast that you love? Like, was that always a plan when you made the YouTube channel, or was that just something you decided, eh, why not? <laughs> yeah, like, it wasn't, like, something I first intended to, but I felt like, you know, since a lot of my other friends at the time you know, also had podcasts, I figured, like, hey, why not? And it'll just be, you know, another thing that I could do. Um, originally, um, it would have been, like, more like a, a more blatant, like, pizza party thing where I'm just, like, talking with friends. Um, but, you know... No shade to them. Like, I have, like, some very lovely college friends, but, like, I am complete ass <laughs> at trying to navigate everyone's schedules, especially yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was just easier to try to just, like, go for, like, a one-on-one -on -one thing. And what I would want to do eventually is just have, um, like, I haven't debuted this label yet because, obviously, I have a backlog of episodes to edit. But something I would want to do is like um, like an unplugged uh, sub show where I either or both, you know, just like have friends on. We like have episodes dedicated, just like talk about nerd shit or talking to content creators who, while they might not be focused on animation, I would still like to pick apart their, you know, their brains, you know, and right. talk to. So, you know, just like having a separate section for that. Yeah. So basically, at least with the unplugged thing, you just basically be doing this podcast. I see how you get. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, hey, I've said before, and I will say it again, all right? I am always going to champion people that are going to highlight artists and give them the platform that they deserve. And I can tell you right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. I can tell you right now with some of the artists, especially the animation people that you've been able to have on your podcast, oh, my God, you're giving them a platform and then some. Like, does it ever, yeah, yeah. Does it ever blow your mind just kind of the people that you've been able to get on your podcast? Yeah, like, I – it really did like all start with like uh Megan Lands and you know like she she no she's a great person in herself. Um honestly I don't even like remember when she followed me. If I can be completely honest, I just like know since like, oh shit, she works on Chelly Stone. I should I should probably capitalize on that. Why not? And then everything else just like slowly crept in and I'm I'm really glad for that. Yeah. Um contrary to popular uh popular belief you know like popular sentiment um warren Brothers animation does not sponsor uh the cash cast despite most of my guests coming from there <laughs> so i am still a one-man show so <laughs> imagine if they did one day though that would be insane <laughs> it would <laughs> But I mean, no, nevertheless, like, again, like just some of the guests, I know I talked about, you know, Megan and Jeff and such. Um, I got to say, personally, out of all the episodes I have listened to, Jeff, like the conversation you and him had or whatnot was some of like the most casual, laid back, like conversation that I love to hear from a content creator, like from an animator and artist. Like, yeah, that. like I loved that episode. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the conversations I had, you know, it didn't even feel like a more formal thing. It was just like talking to someone cool and i'm glad i can do that you know again as someone that does basically the same thing i totally get where <laughs> you're coming from i totally understand it man <laughs> like it's it's, it's insane it, it, 
does it ever blow your mind the fact that there are these people that you were talking to that have you know that they have the jobs that you would love to have they are working on the stuff that you absolutely love and you cannot get enough of and they are taking even an hour or so of their time just to sit down with you and talk does it ever just like blow your mind that you get that opportunity it is still like so surreal like oh my god and you know sometimes you know even like before recording you know they're just like people who would just say like hey like i still know people at titmouth i can just like help you if you still need to like find a pa gig and i'm just like oh shit <laughs> you know because like <laughs> i don't expect that and i, I really do appreciate that you know and it, it really is just real and you know i hope um again when i get through my queue you know i can just uh do the same to like you know other friends or like other smaller artists or whatever because that's something that i also want to do um because part of me admittedly felt like um talking about animation and wanting to work in animation you know they're like sometimes you might be able to see it but there are definitely like divides in those two groups and like not many are able to like balance both but like i just wanted to like I just want to support people. I just want to be nice to people. So like I definitely going forward, I want to think of ways to like intersect you know, those things, you know, um, there are definitely like people um, see. And it's like the funny thing, because I used to have like a dedicated little video thing, uh, like the cash cash uh, showcase. Um, it wasn't supposed to be a yearly thing, but I guess it just, turned into one because of all the other stuff I have to do. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely want to do another thing where I just shout out a lot of the friends I have and not all of them are animation based even. Um yeah. one of my one of my mutuals, um uh, I think she's on Twitter as QQ Nosh. Um she when I was just like like kid cash um she had a hand in like making like a sonic fan game that i really loved uh, emerald ties and now uh she's one of my mutuals and she's an indie dev and she's gonna be working on freedom planet too and it's just really nice to like be able to like hold on to these people and just like admire where they are now you know oh absolutely like seriously again like like you've talked about like the people you've gotten to know and you've gotten to the, all these opportunities to talk to some incredible people or whatnot. Does it ever just kind of blow your mind? Like, do you ever have to step back for a second and just realize that the journey that you've been on so far, just as a whole with art, YouTube, the podcast and all this stuff, does it ever just blow your mind to realize that you're getting the opportunity to do this? Yeah, it, it really is surreal. And it's like, you know, I, it wasn't intentional to just like try like mirror the path of Pan, but like I feel like even when like he was starting out, like I'm more like year like four or five, and like I've barely been around for two. You know, just like talking to these people on a regular basis, like doing podcasts, doing videos, and just like balancing portfolio and all that. You know, it really is surreal. And like, you know, high school me would definitely like have their head just like blow up, you know, just like when Ian JQ knows like a little AMV I did, like that already like made my day. So the fact that I'm able to get this stuff on a regular basis, you know, it, it's surreal. And like I'm really thankful for everyone who has supported me up to this point. And I just hope I can pay that back tenfold and just like uplift people in the process. 
I'm sure, especially if you keep up the work that you've been doing at this point, I'm sure you'll be able to do that tenfold, twentyfold, a hundredfold. Lord knows how many folds. Yeah. Like I think absolutely. I think you'll be able to do that, and then some. I mean, I I know you've already said yourself. Well, I'll say look through some of your videos, listen to some of your podcasts. I know the number one dream guest for you to just even talk to would be Ian. Like, yeah. Yes, absolutely. I do have to ask though, if there is one question in particular, like let's say you don't even get a chance to interview him for your podcast, but you get a chance to ask him just one question. What would be the, what would be the one question you just want to ask? Ah, man. This is a really good question too. Like there was like there was like no way. Even if you told me this in advance, like I would just be up at like five a.m. as <laughs> artists normally are, <laughs> just like thinking about this. Yeah. Oh my god, and God, I think it really would just be, you know, I guess it's just like how do you still find the the energy and motivation to create and push yourself even when you're facing like adversity even when you're facing challenges you know because to still be able to find the energy to push forward even a little bit in spite of all those challenges you know i feel um perfectly sums up not just um good characters for art but people in general and i'll be really interested in hearing one of my inspirations just like talk about that honestly absolutely i mean it's it's a beautiful question to kind of get the insight for especially for someone that you like talking about especially the fact that they're in an industry that faces a good bit of adversity a lot less than it did ages ago thank goodness yeah but still like the fact that it's still there and the fact that he has to face it i mean i can only imagine i can only imagine what his response would be but I want to know your response to this next question as well. As someone that uh-huh. is trying to get a foothold in this industry, facing this kind of adversity and seeing, obviously, you know, for years, you know, you've talked before about how much you love, like, Stag Shock and such. Like, how much that yeah. was a major inspiration, but that being, like, the only representation for you growing up. How do you feel like you going forward, both as a YouTuber and as an artist, are going to tackle this adversity? How are you going to handle this adversity and honestly hopefully leave behind a legacy to make it better for everyone that follows yeah yeah um yeah i think it's definitely interesting because you know even now um we're definitely seeing a rise of like not just uh more people but different types of people getting to these ranks um but i guess for me when it comes to representation it's not just when it comes to like who looks like me, but who feels like me, you know, like in terms of personality and interest. And I feel like in terms of interest, no, I obviously got a lot of that, you no know, affirmation and inspiration from Pan. Uh, but Ian was someone who was hugely inspired, you know, who hugely inspired me because, you know, I saw myself in him and he made it and he's continuing to do cool stuff. And while, of course, there's not one black experience. There's not one like any experience, you know. Um, and I feel like that really does affect the the stories that you think of, the stories you tell. Um, I feel like if someone like me can make it, then you no, know, like there are definitely other people like me out there who are kids who are like further back in their journey. 
So, you know, if they connect to someone like me and they see someone like me make it, then they'll have um, the opportunity to feel like they can make it. And it's not even just like kids, you know, far, you know, like I, when I think about how I was kind of railroaded into getting a quote unquote real job, you know, even when I was younger, just trying to slowly be weaned off of a lot of interests that I have, mm-hmm. you know, I, I kind of don't want that for the next generation, even like the, the people I know, my younger cousins, you know, even if they don't want to go along this path, because no matter how far I get, I'm still setting a record in this family. Mm-hmm. Um, I still want them to realize like, it's okay to just like cartoons and like video games and like everything, you know, you can be your own person. You can still hold on to that childlike youth and aspiration and just, positivity it's okay you don't have to grow out of that and even if you can't make a profession out of your hobby as long as it makes you happy you can still do it but you shouldn't have to feel like you have to abandon something that makes you happy in order to be an adult and just growing up you know seeing a lot of behind the scenes things on tv and on people's youtubes you know, when I see people like Ian JQ and Kyle Carosa just being like huge nerds and just like having their desk just littered with a bunch of video game and toku stuff, it's like, yeah, like our parents are wrong. We never had to abandon this stuff. We can right. still be geeks and nerds because we are all geeks and nerds. You know, because why do you think we want to draw cartoons? Exactly. Exactly. So. I'll ask this question kind of a follow-up. It's one of those you want to yeah. see that kind of end goal. Well, for you, what is that end goal, both as an artist and as a YouTuber as well? Like, what do you want to see it become at some point? Hmm. I feel like for a YouTuber, I, like, no matter how big I get, I still want to feel like I can be me if i want to be serious for a bit i want to be serious i want to like talk about um a mental or emotional thing that i feel strongly about um i want to be able to do that and you know i do have like interesting ideas for that and tying it back into animation but i still want to be able to be free i'm not putting on a facade don't have a sona this is me and i feel like i'm fine with this now with the audience i do have Mm -hmm. but i still want to make sure that people um still know that this is just me there is no character i'm just cash and everything about who i am is who i earnestly put in everything i make and i feel like just like as a person um as an artist i again just want to prove that someone who um just internalized a lot of like animation analysis when they were younger um still can make it just based on the passion and based on what they learn because i do sometimes do feel like there is a stigma um against you know no the cartoon viewers you know like crossing their arms like this (laughs) (laughs) but there's just been especially recently especially many of my friends there's just been a huge uptick in terms of like passionate analytical and just you know again passionate like video content and i feel like a lot of these people are starting to make it i think i think rebecca rose uh we don't know each other personally obviously but i think like she 
got to be on the Owl House crew as a PA person. So it's like, you know, if our people can do it, you no, know, so can me. And I do want to just use my YouTube as a way to get me like into that spot. But I still want to bring up as many of my friends I can along the way. And obviously, I still would like to do some form of YouTube stuff. Um, even if I make into the industry and I don't have to just like tear apart, you know, quote unquote, uh, animation. I could just like do like speed paints. I could just talk about myself. I could yeah. talk about non-animated things. My channel is my channel and a literal, um, way to express myself first and foremost, like views be damned. And you no, know, I've wanted to do it since I was like a kid and I'm glad I'm doing it now. Amen. That is a beautiful way to word it. And I will say, I assume as an artist, kind of the end goal for you is to eventually be a showrunner yourself and create the show that you've been making for years and wanted to make a reality. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's been formulating more um, as I've like been taking art more seriously, you know, like in this like 2020 to now phase that we're currently in uh but one of the main characters that i've had i've had since high school you know i've always had like the hazy idea of just like a anime influenced cyberpunk thing um definitely like i'm definitely gonna have to look into like details about like pitching character design and all that stuff um and i know people who have like built up their stories for years I think the thing that I think the thing that confuses me honestly is just like where to go because I'm the type of person that wouldn't feel comfortable like exploring my story until I know all the details because that's the thing like um even if I know how to bake a cake like with the back of my hand I wouldn't feel comfortable doing it unless I have all the ingredients and all the instructions laid out anyway. That's just the type of person that I am. But I know some other people that would just go in and go just like start making a comic, start making an animatic, start making a pilot. And as someone who can't actually animate yet, I don't think that's for me right now. Fair. But I would like to get to that goal. Yeah. No, I'm still, I still have a whole Google Doc of all these cool ideas I want for my characters. Um, I do want to make a model sheet, a turnaround for at least one of them uh, before the year is up. That's my personal goal. There you go. Um, yeah, yeah. Just slowly but surely, I'm going to build up the story. You know, maybe I will like teach myself to animate in order to tell this story. You know, I pull Loki IRL, who knows? Yeah. And I do think that eventually people will be able to see it. But, you know, I just want to take... Um, just the idea of youthful optimism becoming oneself and just like fusing it with New York, the urban landscape that I've loved um, and just like naturally putting a lot of diverse characters who are just able to exist. And then just like a lot of fun, a lot of action, uh, the Y2K aesthetic obviously would be a huge part of it. And just being able to be oneself, I feel like that's going to be the whole encompassing message of it. And again, sometimes we just need to be reminded of that. Amen to that. Do you at least have a title for it? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be blank slate, but I think I might change it something. I mean, know, that's, but... that's better than having nothing. At least you know, having the blank slate is a good start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
There you go. It's just but, so hard to come up with a title, but uh, yeah, yeah, continue. No, I was gonna say no. Trust me, I, I I know where you're coming from as someone that has like I've done. I, I went to school for filmmaking, so making films and like sometimes like sometimes you have to just get that script or get that idea fully out there, and then the title just comes at you. Like the title is probably one of the yeah. last things to happen. What was it? There was uh or or it could be like the other way around. Like for example. Uh, one short film that I did. Uh, it's a concept that I have toyed with. It's something I would love to like make a series at some point, maybe, or like just go back to uh-huh. it. At some point. It's called Shifted. That was the name that I called it. Basically, what if a random person just got the ability to shape shift, but doesn't know how to use that ability? Uh-huh. That, that's basically what it was. So it's like, yeah, okay, well, shape shifting, shifted. Yeah, that 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 works as a title, like that. That's straight up, like yeah. I mean, like it's like the way that it would work, at least in this little universe. It's like the way that you turn into something else. Like, let's say you want to go from human to cactus or something along the lines of that. Well, you don't think cactus, yeah. cactus, cactus. No, you don't think that. You have to think of a way to describe it, but you have to think of the precise word to describe it. So you think, oh, you stupid prick, you become a cactus. <laughs> oh man like that's yeah, yeah that oh my god that's yeah that could like pilot. easily yeah that could easily just like set itself up for just like a huge amount of jokes in of itself exactly. even though like obviously i don't think like comedy is like your focus for this but i'm just saying no, I, comedy gold right there i was gonna say actually comedy is kind of a goal because it's like we all have like the the superhero origin story or whatnot but like you know not all superhero origin stories are cut clean or whatnot sometimes you have to get to the weird stuff in order yeah. to get to the cool stuff so like comedy would be yeah. a basis for it <laughs> yeah 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 and i'm glad for that because like honestly um you know, that's something that I liked about like stuff like CU Universe and OKKO because like, you know, you can tell when they want to be serious, but you can also tell, especially with OKKO, you know, when it just wants to be funny, dorky, self-indulgent, but it doesn't feel like, you know, it's whiplash. There are times where it's like a big plot point is revealed and it's like a dorky reference to something, but because the show is still taking it seriously, you still take it seriously. You can yeah. still admire it either way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's the beauty of storytelling at the end of the day. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, so, so, because like nothing is like wholly original anyway. So like, you know, <laughs> just, like, yeah, just like do your own spin on things. Whatever. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> if nothing else, you better take that to heart with your concept, whatever you decide to call it. Blank slate for the time being. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but. You know, we've talked a lot when it comes to what you've done, what you're doing, what you're going to be doing. But I say let's go a little bit above and beyond for this next question, if I may. Uh-huh. I, wa- I, sure. wa- I want to give you more or less the dream scenario. I am big shot Mr. Moneybags. I come to you and my- I'm like, look, Cash, we know you got some great ideas. We know that you can do some incredible stuff. And we're here to help you get the resources to make it happen. We have access to anyone and everyone in the industry. And we have more money than there should be possible. We should probably take care of a couple of social issues, but we'll take care of that later. Right now, it's all about you. Yeah, yeah. If given this opportunity, what would be the dream cash cash project? Ah, damn. (laughs) Oh, my God. You see, technically... um, I might have to might have to look up someone's name on my phone, so just like pardon. Um, but technically, I feel like part of that like already exists, so Ooh. I might just end up piggy piggybacking off someone else's. Um, let's 
me and of course like uh feel free i mean i'm just already intrigued to know yeah. who you might already be knowing to do this yeah 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 um i i am i'm sorry for vance for not uh knowing their name off the top of my head. Um, but it was one of my followers over on my podcast account who also worked on Craig of the Creek. Uh, and she's just like a real good animator. And I, if I remember correctly, she had like a little like pitch thing for like a anime influence, like Power Rangers, like anime project. And you might know what I'm talking about, but it just looked like so good. And I'm like, this is the thing that I wanted since I was a kid. And so it was like, if I could either use it as a basis or piggyback off of that, that's probably what I would want to do. Because even like my own personal project is definitely going to have, um, no influences from Tokusatsu, not just like, um, the aesthetic, but just like a lot of the the, the tropes and the plot points and everything. Um, but I guess like that medium in general, I would want to do something that's like unapologetically that, mm-hmm. but for animation, because I feel like. You know, a lot of people know it, but on like a surface level where they're not really able to admire it as much as like, say, uh, a Simpsons reference, like a cartoon these days. You know, a lot of people just don't know about it as much as like the Dragon Ball and Sailor Moon stuff that we do know. And it's just it's an equally um, it's an equally like effective method of storytelling uh, because like many of these writers do work on stuff that people do know in like the animated scene. Um, but to not, uh, go around, um, my, my ideal, my ideal project would definitely be a tokusatsu inspired action show. And, you know, since, you know, obviously animation film, many overlaps, I would honestly want to bring along Koichi Sakamoto on the crew first off and foremost, you know, just because like, I'll be interested because, um, for those who aren't in know and like aren't like super into Power Rangers, um, he has been the stunt coordinator for not only Power Rangers but Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, um, a lot of stuff that real people do. Mm-hmm. CGB Dan, a lot of stuff real people do it. And if you think it looks cool, that's because he's directing it. Right. Um, and of course, you have like fight scenes and animation. I would just love to see what he could bring to an animation pipeline. Honestly, I also think working with people like Ian and Gandhi would also be good. Um, Ian, because his general aesthetic, and I just want you to have an opportunity to talk to him. Right. Gandhi, because he is a masterful artist and he does have experience not only with movies, but contributing to other live action movies in terms of storyboards. And he's able to just like tell a lot, even when there's no dialogue with obviously Samurai Jack. Yeah. So I'd want to bring him on. Um, and let's see for, I guess like for a dream project, I don't know how I'd cram this in, but I'm also a music nerd. Okay. Um, and Oh, exactly. Um, so the the one thing I liked about Kipo, well, obviously there's a lot of great things about Kipo, but as a music nerd, the one thing that I did like is that like the like the person who was able to get um a lot of licensed music for Spider-Verse um worked on that. And it's immediately apparent because the music makes that show. I wanna bring that person on. Because um 
I feel like music can definitely play a lot when it comes to exploring characters' narrative. And licensed music can just stick with you for years, even if the property isn't the best, because I am still a champion of the Digimon movie soundtrack, and I will not <laughs> apologize for that. There's I no don't care. <laughs> good, good. Oh, my God. Uh, no, and it, it sounds incredible already. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like since he's been, uh, and I feel like since he's been pretty good with um, indie projects, like especially lately in the indie game scene, uh, bringing on um, Hideki Naganuma as a composer, or if not, uh, Ivy and Sarashu, you know, like e- e- either or, maybe both, but they, anyone, anyone would be like really cool to have. Are we also going to be bringing on Tommy as like the lead actor for whatever you're going to be doing? Here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. Oh man. Well, personally, um, if if this would be like like for for just like a dream project, um, and well, honestly, like now I'm I'm starting to wonder if I'm just like describing like my dream plans for blank slate. But hey, whatever, <laughs> I don't start. care anymore. <laughs> You know yeah, what? it really is. I would say, you know what? If nothing else, maybe this could help further motivate to get that finished up. Like, hey, this is what I want to see. This is, like, the inspiration yeah. behind it. Let's see what I need to do to get to that point, to where I can have people like that, or at least that kind of quality, on this project. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. And then again, like, some characters uh, I have in mind, um, I would just be perfectly fine um, with having, like, some of my friends now uh, voice them. Um, but... Like so, so one of my characters for blank slate, like Solomon, um, like if I'm just sticking with friends, uh, Veritas Joe, um, but yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if I were able to just like pull something and this were like a real show, I would be the type of person to just find someone completely outside of uh animation and shits and giggles. Um, I bring acts. You know the competitive like melee player who plays Pikachu because like I don't care my show <laughs> there you go. my show my character. There we go. There you go. Also, if you need additional voices, you know I have microphone will travel. I'd love to help out. <laughs> Absolutely, there let's go. go. Let's, let's go. go. There you go. But sadly, we have to get down from the dream scenario. We gotta get back to reality. And I'll ask the ever so generic question: Where do you hope yeah. to see yourself five to ten years from now? Oh God! It feels like I'm in job interview. <laughs> I know, right? But that's that's why yeah. I say, that's why I'm saying. Where do you hope to see yourself five to ten years from now? What? Not where do you? Where do you hope to see yourself five to ten years from now? Yeah. Um. Hoping, hoping in the next five years. I hope by that point, um, I will have already worked on a production at that point, you know, maybe as a PA person, maybe as a prop designer, just uh, just trying to think more realistically. Um, in five years, like, if we're thinking to five, then I would probably still see myself being in New York. In 10 years, if I'm on the grind um, and I do have the opportunities, I could see myself, like, moving to L.A., but if things get better with, like, more unions here, there might not be a point. You know, it all depends. Um, On the YouTube side, I would hope to be at 
I would hope to be at like a five digit fig at that point, you know, just like having like a pretty decent income, you know, with that, like as a second pillar, you know, cause I, I honestly don't know if I could do full time, like for real, instead of just like having to do it because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely would see myself with a better audio setup, probably getting into streaming art as well. Um, probably even doing more, uh, face cam content, you know, like some other typical YouTubers. Um, I would definitely be interested in that. I just don't know if I have uh, resources to do it uh, because of the fact that I'm just doing it with my webcam as we speak. Um, but I wouldn't be opposed to it, especially because um, currently the idea of doing character stills uh, would be a nightmare because <laughs> I just know I would make 50, like, each video. There you go. But... <laughs> I, I will say when it comes to like, you know, face cam, YouTube or stuff like that, you have your webcam. That's a good start. I mean, everyone's mm-hmm. got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are right. Yeah. Um, that's definitely something that um, like if I knew like all knowledge that I do now and was just high school me again, uh, I definitely would have gotten started sooner and not just waited until I had the best tech because I know everyone can relate there are a lot of like more underrated people on youtube or even in the art community that like you can tell that they might have the best equipment but the vision that they have for their respective content shines through and you're still engaged by it and you want to see what they make next so i definitely probably would have started earlier and with my more meagle resources uh if i could go back and do all this again uh but Obviously, I'm glad um, of the path I'm on now. And this is a pretty decent microphone, so I'm going to stretch it for as long as I can until I absolutely have to go into the world of audio interfaces and XLRs and all that. Um, and I guess, like, hopefully I could get, like, actual more people to help out with the channel in that time frame. Like, having, like, another editor, like, having more consistent people, like, right. check over my scripts, you know, just, like, help with assets, stuff like that. Um, that would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. And I would hope that, um, because I do intend to balance both, because that's just, like, in my DNA at this point. I would hope I would be able to ask some of the people I know for, like, advice or help like making assets or just like um contributing their voice uh for something analytical or funny at that point because yeah. you know like if, if if you're my friend like i would just want to incorporate you to as much of my stuff as i can mm-hmm. and you know i definitely would see myself not making content as often but the stuff that would come out would be more polished and i feel like everyone would pretty be okay with that so that's the stuff that i want to work forward to there you go it's a good thing to aspire for more than anything else as we're winding yeah down, as we're winding down the interview i just have one last question that i want to ask obviously like you were sure. so deeply entrenched in art on so many different aspects as we can tell we can see we can hear all the kind of stuff like that how important yeah. is art not just for you but for the world as a whole I feel like everything is artistic in some level, which means to just rip this Band-Aid off immediately. I think video games are art. Amen. Amen. I agree with you. Who cares? Yes. Yes. No, just like... Sorry, I just want to say real quickly. I have had an independent video. Yeah, sure, sure. I've had an independent... Yeah. 
independent game developer on this podcast as well, talking about their art because it was just one guy making a video game that I actually got to be the voice of the main character for. (laughs) (laughs) Wake, wake. Yes. But anyways, you were saying, yes, video games is an art form. (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like there is just artistic influence in everything. That's something that I've realized, you know, like, especially in this phase. So I feel like art is just, like, so important, you know, um, because, again, something that I am saying in the video I'm currently editing as time of this recording, um, you need to just, like, open yourself up to broader influences. And it's not just watching live action, just, like, going out and just, like, absorbing the world. There are aesthetics in, like, video games like you know like ridge racer 4 ssx3 that like their user interface are so slick mm-hmm. i want to do stuff like that you know so you can find inspiration in anything and i feel like you know we can't discount something as artistic just because of where it comes from because like anything can come from anywhere in fact the reason why it's been so interesting to see cartoons now is because of the fact that we're seeing people with influences from stuff that we are not used to seeing like remixed in this sort of way. You know, even if something is based on an existing IP, the spins that we get on it are so full of creative energy because we are creative people. We are a creative species at the end of the day. And I feel like we should embrace that We should embrace things being imperfect. We should embrace, of course, not having to um, formulate our work based on algorithm, just uh, making it for the sake of it. That's something I want to do for this year going forward as well. It is okay to make something that looks crappy as long as you learn something from it or if you're happy with it. You know, I feel like we, and I've talked about this on my own stuff, but I feel like we should also regain the level of happiness we had of creating art as we did when we were kids. We can still know more about technically making art as a kid, but if you still had more fun making art when you were younger, then there's no one saying you can't recapture that. And I feel like we all would be better off if we were just able to do that. You know, not everything has to be portfolio ready. You could just make something for fun. That's okay. Art makes people happy. Art makes people more down to earth. Art helps make people realize things about themselves that they wouldn't have without it. It doesn't matter if it's music. It doesn't matter if it's picture, video, video analysis. All these things are all around us and have huge influences as to who we are. And I feel like the more people embrace that and alternative forms of art being influential, being influential on us, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like the better we'll be. Amen. That that was beautifully worded, if I do say so myself. Thank uh, you. <laughs> I impressed myself with someone who had no prep time. <laughs> I know, right? That's why, <laughs> that's, that's why I love conversations like this more than anything else. But – that's all the questions that I have for you. Um, obviously, I've already showered you with a whole bunch of praise, but I'm going to show you with a little bit more because it's my podcast. I do what I want with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you. Um, obviously, like, again, I've talked over and over again when it comes to just getting a chance to watch your videos, kind of the the, the topics that you get to discuss, um, the podcast, getting to talk to these incredible guests. Like, it makes me feel like 
I feel that instant connection knowing that you're getting to do the stuff that you want to do and getting to talk to the people that you want to to push out the stuff that you want to see in the world and that already like made me appreciate you but also seeing that you're also going forward to be the artist that you've also wanted to be to go out and create the stuff that you want to see on that aspect as well you know I cannot help but love and respect you a whole lot more for that but getting the chance to actually get to talk to you and get to like really get to vibe with you more than anything else getting to really get to connect with you like if whatever respect i already had for you it's gone above and beyond you know knowing that you've you know been doing you you've gone full in with all of these projects and all these different aspects that you've wanted to make a reality for years i could do nothing but love and respect what you got going on and i'm gonna be rooting for you every single step of the day for now on i mean seriously you've got an incredible vision on all fronts and i appreciate the fact that you are going out there to do it and nothing at this point is going to stop you until the end of time so thank you for doing that thank you thank you thank you for your support and thank you for having me on this was a great experience i really enjoyed it and honestly as someone who normally is getting other people on my show um it's just surreal because i honestly in general don't really get a chance to talk about myself and you know a lot of the support i've gotten especially from you right now especially from everyone supporting me up to this point it truly does mean the world to me and the the journey that i've had you know up to this point and going forward is just convince myself that in spite of you no know, certain snags that i am a person who deserves this level of praise and i just want to not only accept it but just again support anyone who has helped me anyone who's still my friend you know just bring them up with me any way i can because if i can just be you know genuine and just still with that childlike level of happiness and optimism that's offsetting the amount of bullshit in the world just a Amen. little bit and Amen. <laughs> if we can all just internalize that a little bit we can inspire a huge change amen to that plus i also wanted to say obviously like i said you know you know you support me i support you like i said at, several times beforehand we're doing what we love and we are giving those artists that deserve that opportunity that deserve 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 that love and praise <laughs> words are wonderful aren't they um but the fact yeah that, but, but the fact that these creators are getting that love that they deserve for going out there and doing what they want i mean at the end of the day how could we not but support each other right yeah exactly you know like we're we truly are all in this together. <laughs> Amen. Plus, I will say when you talked about um, <laughs> being on the other aspect and like you know not really getting a chance to talk about yourself a whole lot, dude, I feel that so so much. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that that's why if you ever want an opportunity to like talk on other people's podcasts, I highly recommend Reddit. Reddit, there are podcast forums on there to where they are always looking for guests. I'm sure you can find at least one to where you get a chance to talk about the stuff that you love. That's how I was able to get on so many cool podcasts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I was I'm say, making a note of that. I was going to say um the two that I could think of off the top of my head. One that I'm actually planning on going back to at some point, I just need to get back with him about him, is one called James Crowley's Infinite Playlist. Basically, we both make a 10-track playlist on whatever topic we decide to do, 
and then we just mm. we discuss it for however long it took. The first time I was on there, we talked about uh, I I brought him the topic of uh, was it art that or music that paints a mental image more than anything else. So like whenever you listen to a song <laughs> or whatnot, like whatever whether it's the lyrics that are being said or kind of the soundscape that's being produced or whatnot, like it just creates that mental image, that picture in your head as you're listening to it. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone who is very passionate about music, someone who has like multiple different playlists, you know, for mm-hmm. multiple different moods when I'm drawing or like editing. You know, I respect that so much. Like I'm making a note of that for myself, honestly. Yes. Like seek it out. And if you have a playlist idea, like talk to him about it because I'm sure he'd love to have you on. Like more than anything, like I said, I'm about to go back on there for a different playlist idea that I have. I won't, I won't spoil it just yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta leave my audience wanting what audience there is. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> uh, do, do you have any final words before we sign off? Um, I mean, I've already said. Uh, oh wait, oh, wait. Sorry, I'm... sorry, sorry, sorry. I oh forgot, yeah, yeah. I forgot the most important part. Go ahead and plug yourself for people who may not already know. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> okay, so obviously, um, if you've been listening to this, I am a YouTuber first and foremost. Um, so you can find me on YouTube at Cash Cash. That is K-A-S-H-C-A-S-H. Um, I do videos mostly circulating on animation. Um, and I also have my own podcast, the Cash Cast, K-A-S-H-C-A-S-T. Um, we are on most um, streaming platforms and Spotify, anchor.fm slash cash, C-A-S-T. Um, I currently have three episodes um, in the queue with uh, Molly HG, uh, Marika Cohen, and Kay Downs. Uh, when all those are out, um, you'll be... You'll you'll be you'll be like really impressed because I feel like some of the stuff I've been recording is some of my best work thus far in terms of questions and just the general vibe. Right. Um, if you want to keep up with my art, because I am an artist trying to get into the industry, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Cashed Art K A S H E D A R T. I should have a link tree um, with other links. Um, I'm basically like the same cached art on a lot of platforms like DeviantArt, Tumblr, uh, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. If not, check the link tree. Um, I think that should be it for my own stuff, but if I could just hoard this space to shout out some of my friends. The floor is um, yours. Absolutely. Um, some of my best friends, um, Wyatt um, of It's Only Magic, Wasp Ranger. Um, he makes great animation stuff himself. Um, if you're into tokusatsu and big monster movies, um, he does his own podcast, Discuss All Monsters. Um, Veritas Joe and the Down Bad Boys also um, make great podcasts. Hilarious. Um, it's the only podcast that I cannot listen to in public because people can see me laughing too much. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Yes. Uh, currently, I'm trying to meme a little hashtag into into reality. Um, one of the members, Smith, who has um, done like I think I'm pretty sure he's done the whole 
Scott Pilgrim story. Like okay. a, a full on comic dub on YouTube done all by himself with his friends. Um, and with the Netflix announcement that they're making an animation, I'm trying to meme him into the starring role. Me for Scott Pilgrim. Hashtag me for Scott Pilgrim. So who knows if we're going to make it far. Obviously, I don't even want to take the credit. I just want to support a friend. But if that does happen, stranger things have happened. So if you want to get that rolling, please do. Smeef and everyone there, hugely talented people, huge, hilarious people, hugely motivated people. So if you want to support them and the Down Bad Boys in any way you can, uh, please do. And finally, um, this is the final thing. Um <laughs> For the Magical Friendship Squad retrospective I did, it would not exist without my friend Jera, who not only did art, um, who's done many of my icons in the past, but literally like edited two-thirds of that video when I couldn't. Uh, Lou like saved my life. Um, so they are also an artist. They're not on the track the industry, but they're they are also a hugely talented person. Um, they're trying to do videos. They have been doing art for years. They might have a commissions open if you're listening to this. So if you can support them, J E R A S P A T or Jera's P A I N T for their art account. You can find it on Tumblr, Twitter, etc. YouTube, of course. Support them. They are absolutely one of my best friends. I wouldn't be there. I wouldn't be in this position without them. And I promised if I ever got remotely big, I want to use whatever influence I have to support the people who helped me. And this is just me paying that forward. So just support all the people that I've been able to call friends and peers and just be good to each other. That's all I ask. Amen. You might have to send me all those links because I'm going to make sure to have them linked in the description below. So I got you covered. Yeah. Right. Um, now. Yeah, for sure. Now, do you have any final words before we sign off? Um, well, now that the sentimental stuff is out of the way, um, <laughs> now, now, you're, now you're something funny. Um, my friend Jera and, and Wyatt actually have both told me that I do a pretty decent pan impersonation. <laughs> it's both impressive and scary. I personally don't hear it, but I don't mind testing it out just for shits and giggles if you're interested. I, I mean, you already had me. I, I'm at the edge of my seat. Let's go. I'm ready to hear it. All right. <clears throat> hey, it's the Rebel Taxi Pizza Party Podcast. I am Pan Pizza. Who are you people? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All you gotta say is it's juice and jam time. <laughs> it's juice and damn time. Oh no, wait, wait. No, wait. I, I can do something better. Guff girls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course you have to reference that. <laughs> of course. Of course. It's in my DNA. <laughs> and with that, all I have left to say is for the people at home, Asawega me amigos. Adios.
Thanks for listening to the Apocalypse Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, go to apocalypsepodcastnetwork.com. And remember, every time you support one of our sponsors, you're supporting the podcast you just heard. Thank you guys so much for sticking around to the end. I really do greatly appreciate you guys. If this is your first time listening, uh, I hope you sincerely enjoy. I know Adam was a wonderful person to chat to. I mean, seriously, I probably could have gone at least another hour or so with this conversation just because of how cool they were. Uh, and I, like, I, I've been aware of them because they were starting to just support me randomly on Twitter. And I greatly appreciate that and wanted to go further with it. Um, hopefully I'll get an opportunity to be able to do more with them. I know they've been definitely keeping me in the loop about their latest video, which I am greatly, hotly anticipating the final release of it. I think you guys are going to enjoy. Um, if you're returning, welcome back. Hope you guys are doing well. I'm trying to do everything I can to just keep myself afloat more than anything else. You know, work's been wearing me out, but you know what? That's just kind of the, you know, it's the life. But I get a chance to still enjoy this aspect of my life and be able to talk to incredible artists and be able to talk to incredible people. Um, I know the past couple weeks, as challenging as they have been, they've also been some of the most rewarding when it comes to connecting with others really getting to grow with other people, really getting to learn about one another. Um, it's been an honor and a pleasure to really get to know some of these people that I get a chance to talk to and really, really get to know them. It makes me, for the first time in a good while, feel like I'm, I belong in a nice place. I feel welcome in a place, not just there. Don't get me wrong, guys. I really do love the conversations I get to have. And I really, really cannot get enough of the guests I get to talk to. And I cannot thank the love and support you guys are giving me. Um, I've said it a million times before, and I'll say it again. If it weren't for you guys, I would just be yelling into a void with no one listening. So it's nice to know there's at least a good couple of people out there that appreciate what I'm putting forward. Um. I sincerely love you guys. I sincerely do. Hopefully we can keep this like hype going. Um, I had a realization the other day. May of this past year. May of 2021. Which. Okay. Let me put it like this. I started this podcast September 2020. Nine months. After I started this podcast, eight or nine months, I hit a hundred subscribers. All right. Not even a year later. I'm talking about it's still at least another eight months. We have jumped up to 450 subscribers on the YouTube channel. That's insane. 
Like if that's kind of more or less the progress that we're going for, I'm excited for what's next with you guys. I'm excited for whoever's going to be on board next. I'm excited to see who wants to be a part of this, who wants to listen, who wants to enjoy, who wants to get to know some incredible people because I don't want to slow this down. I don't want to stop this. I sincerely love you guys and I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to do a whole lot more. That's why I push all the like the petty stuff, the Patreon and and the merch shop or whatnot, because I want to be able to make something out of this and do a hell of a lot more with this. But I can only push myself so far. That's why I appreciate the support you guys give and I sincerely hope you guys are able to bring more. I hope I'm able to bring in more. I'm hoping that we can have this truly grow exponentially because without you guys again i'm just yelling into a void but i'm glad that at least in this scenario i'm not and i really do thank you guys for being a part of it that's the beauty of community and that's that's the thing i'm gonna leave you guys with there is an amazing community out there for whatever you love be a part of that community, support each other, love each other, help the community grow. Because without each other, a community cannot thrive. Thank you guys. I love you guys. Keep up your incredible work. Keep up the positive enthusiasm. Have a wonderful one.